3: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: Help! I Suck at
4: Dating! With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast.
0: What is going on, Suck Army? Welcome back to the newest episode of Help! I Suck at Dating! The first episode where there is no football coming up at the end of this (laughs) week because the Kansas City Chiefs just beat the San Francisco 49ers. In a football game I don't think any of you Really care about that I got that We should probably <laughs> Just move on But how that. do you guys Feel about that How did that Impact your relationships It was fun, watching the Super Bowl. What did you
2: guys do? What did you
4: watch The game was
0: all right. Did you have a party? Uh, I went to a friend's party. Uh, Actually, funny, I I went to a friend's party. I haven't drank alcohol since I broke my leg. I had five white claws, and I was very, very drunk. Well,
2: five white claws would do it to anybody, I feel like. Well, five white claws would get me drunk. That's like five Bud Lights, basically. Yeah, that would get me drunk. No way.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm a lightweight. (laughs) Anyways, I I got very drunk. I was very hungover the next day for my physical therapy, so... All in all, it was a successful Super Bowl, I think.
2: Yeah, just watched it at home. Had a few friends over. Dean was invited, but he chose somebody else. I'm so, I was at there for the championship games. He was there for both games. So he was at our place for seven hours. I'm sorry. I I wish I could be in two places at once, but I just don't have that ability yet. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday was fun. Uh, the game was okay. I thought the last few minutes of the fourth quarter... That was quarter, a good game. It was okay. Because you yeah. were rooting for the Niners. No, uh, no, I wanted the Chiefs to win. I was bored for like three quarters. Oh, I really? Thought, I thought it was a pretty... I thought it was an okay game, and then I thought the last... Uh, seven minutes of the game was really good when KC started coming back and then I just really my only wish came true so I was pretty happy I wanted the ball in Jimmy G's hands at the end of the game because I want to know what Jimmy G is and what he's not let's just figure this out is he the next guy Can, should he have been the heir apparent to Tom Brady and was he going to drive his team down the field with the game on the line or was he not and he didn't <laughs> and he failed so <laughs> now we have a better no offense I mean he's a, he's a very good quarterback but I, I think you know when when the game's on the line and the bright lights are the brightest I don't know. It's still up in the air with Jimmy G. All right. Halftime show. Thoughts? Oh, my gosh. A lot of ass. Revolutionary. Ass-tastic. That was revolutionary. It was
0: great. I was pretty drunk at that point. I was like, "Well, J-Lo and Shakira are crushing this right now.
2: You know, what's, you know what surprised me the most about the halftime show? Mm. When I think about it, I think more of Shakira. And if you would have told me J-Lo versus Shakira, my God, of course, J-Lo is going to win 10 out of 10 times. You would have liked to have seen more of Shakira, you're saying? Or no, what? I thought Shakira stole the show. Oh, okay. I mm-hmm. thought Shakira was, uh, I don't want to say better than J-Lo, j was awesome, but like when I think of the halftime show, they were both great, but I think Shakira was like 60-40. I think that uh, yeah. She-Wolf might be one of the best yeah. music videos ever produced. <laughs> I'm more of a "Hits Don't Lie, that when she's in the mud, I was like 12 years old when that music video came out. It was <laughs> he, a very, you became a man that uh, day. I did become a man that day, <laughs> my friend.
0: Yeah, I was 19 when She-Wolf came out, and as a, a man already, I was very appreciative of it.
2: Cool story, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought it was great. And commercials that stood out in your mind? What did you like? Well, obviously the Brady commercial just because that hit home. Lame. So he posted a picture on Instagram, that black and white one with no caption. Is he walking onto the field? Is he walking off the field? Is this his retirement post? Is he leaving? Is he staying? No one knew. And then after like a day, I was like, this is definitely a Super Bowl ad. Sunday's going to come. It's going to be a commercial. Uh, I didn't really like it. Lame. Uh, Yeah, just because don't Like in the commercial He's like I want everybody to know My friends My family Most importantly My fans And I was like Come on bro Like I I care Like don't Don't just string me along you know Wait, so, so if you're gonna go go refresh me what happened so he stay.
0: he had a, a commercial saying that he's coming back to continue playing. no he did
2: no. a hulu commercial he made an announcement
4: that his new team is hulu.com
2: yeah oh my he was like i want every he was walking onto gillette stadium and he's like you know they all say good things have to come to an end and i just wanted to tell like my friends and my family and most importantly my fans and then it was like this build up and then Hulu is offering You know Uh, And then You got paid a lot of money You got paid a lot of money I mean you look like A damn stud We had an argument Within the household Who's hotter Jimmy Garoppolo Or Tom Brady Tom Brady I agree I think I
0: think think Jimmy G's A little overhyped He's a good looking guy But he's not like The all end. What is it Uh, Be all end all Hottest
2: guy in football He's he's very good looking Jimmy Uh, Of
5: course you gotta say
2: Jimmy Jimmy yeah, looks like the For sure Traditionally maybe Like if you saw, but
5: Tom but, Brady looks better With age I will say I'm going to show you A he picture right now would, <laughs> If you look at If you look at When he was like Training in college
0: Oh he's No he's not Did not have him. it Jimmy G's got this Weird like sideways smirk Like he's like the I don't well, know I,
5: I saw the Hulu commercial Yeah Look
0: at that Look at that man It's,
5: it's in black and white It's 1000% sure. so Tom what?
0: Brady No There's it's no Jimmy
5: actually And I'm not a huge fan Of Jimmy I actually Do not like the 49ers <laughs> At all But
2: uh. But I will say, Jimmy. Oh, because the 49ers beat uh, your favorite Packers No, team?
5: Not at all. I just have always grown up hating the Giants and the 49ers nice, with choices. a passion.
2: Yeah, that's good. Why?
5: It's just, I mean, I'm kind of from up there too, so I get okay. it is a little weird, but Lakers and Dodgers have my heart.
2: Hmm. Yeah, but well, how does that compute to you just hating the 49ers and Giants? It's so random.
5: My whole family is like huge, diehard Dodgers. Listen, it doesn't matter. Giants. Just, <laughs>
6: Giants We're getting
0: off track here. San Francisco Giants. Not yeah, York, not the New York.
2: Times.
6: Oh,
2: so San Fran in general—that <laughs> makes sense. I'm an idiot. It's a little slow today. It's right <sighs> over there. I,
0: I want to say it's early, but it's—it's it's not. So,
2: uh, any other commercials stick out?
4: I have the top five from the USA Today ad meter. If I you're interested, Jason Momoa one is pretty good. <laughs> I thought that one was really was good too. It's a little creepy, but yeah, good. It was weird.
2: Yeah. Oh, I have. One. I know my favorite. Okay. And I guarantee I know the number one on that list. Uh, okay. Do you want me to guess? Please do it's Bill Murray's Groundhog that's Day that's number one on the list that was definitely the best commercial no, speaking of people one. getting paid
4: whatever he got paid for that it was worth it because it was fantastic yeah. Bill Murray because recre- it was Groundhog Day uh, he recreated the movie Groundhog Day with original cast members and I thought it was fantastic it had
2: 30 million views in one as day as guy who loves
4: loves loves that movie I, I was really excited to it's see great. that
0: uh, I don't remember that one, I'll be honest with you. Have you seen the movie Groundhog Day? I I mm, oh, ooh, god. wow. <laughs> Good lord. It's it maybe a little before my time, and I say that as not the youngest person in the room.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That was number one, Smotpock, which I thought you would have enjoyed.
2: Oh my god, how could I have possibly have forgotten? That was number two. Smotpock? Smotpock. You could pocket Fenway? Dorchester? <laughs> Southie? <laughs> don't remember that one either. Okay. Oh what? With either. Chris Evans? I told you I had too many white claws, man. Look at this guy. He ain't fit in this pocket spot. Don't be such a smarty pants Chris Oh it's so it good It sounds
5: funny though When he's saying it so You haven't seen the
2: commercial So it's no, Chris Evans John Krasinski And Rachel Dretch. And Rachel Dress All from Boston And then it's a Hyundai commercial And John Krasinski's parking And they're like Hey you ain't gonna fit in that spot And he's like Watch me I got Smart park. What? Small And then he's like You could park that You could park that anyway Fenway Yeah Dorchester Yeah so it's an East Coast thing. Oh, it's, it's a yeah. Boston thing. <laughs> it's such a Boston thing. It's great. And then,
4: Miss, and then, Big Poppy's upstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. He goes, you
2: know, we live up there. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I just was. I was hoping that Brady would walk through it too, because then it would just be like euphoria. Was just give me all Boston sports.
4: Uh, number three was the Google commercial I, where I, the old man uh, talks about all the I things he remembers about Loretta. I was. I've. I've, oh, I've seen it three times. Really really sad, every sad, right? time. It's yeah.
5: the song.
2: It's a
4: song, but it's also his voice. uh, It's the voice of an old man who has lived a good life
2: and is has Alzheimer's and is forgetting about his dead wife. Oh Oh my God, just the saddest. But he's got
4: a smile in his in his voice that he's it's fond memories. He's not like weeping and remembering his wife. He's just remembering all the things she loved.
2: That's why it makes it so sad. Yes, she loved scallops. Don't remember that one, Loretta. You don't remember Loretta, just like the husband oh Thanks. it's so sad uh and you know what's really weird about that commercial so they had that commercial which was like two minutes long and it had everybody crying and then the very next commercial was rick flair did you see that <laughs> it was like this emotional heart-wrenching commercial with google where everybody's like oh my god why are you doing to the this to me and then immediately the next commercial is rick flair going Woo! and i was like that's a weird
5: transition flair. the wrestler oh
4: <laughs> okay. Uh, number four was Cool Ranch Doritos with Lil Nas X and Sam Elliott uh, showdown. Those cute guns. Don't remember that one. And uh, the last one was Jason Momoa, which you mentioned. Yeah, early, so the top five. All right, there, there we let's go. go. <laughs> Smart. Wait, what
5: anyway, was that one about?
4: He was like he got home from
0: work and he like took all his big sexy muscles off and sat down and he was like trying to bench at the end and he was I don't remember what they were selling
4: me, but was uh, Rocket selling? Mortgage. He doesn't remember. It. You're right. That's a good point. If you don't remember what they were selling, was it a good commercial? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Because Rocket Mortgage is not leaping That's to true. mind when I think
2: of Jason Moore right. taking his muscles right, right. off. You make a good point. And but, Hulu is the first on Brady's mind because everybody's like, oh, it was a Hulu commercial. Yeah. Everybody knows what the product That's true. is. That's
4: true. Here so. it is. Here's a little bit of it, Dean.
6: Hey, Google, show me photos of me and Loretta. Huh. You.
4: <laughs> Remember? Loretta hated my mustache just the sweetest it's commercial
2: sad. and you he's going know? through all memories that google will remember for him because know? he can't that old man's
0: voice did you guys ever see ready player one i loved ready yeah. player yeah. one so, uh, i can't <laughs> remember the name uh, the
2: the guy that created the oasis uh. i think oh. i think that's the same guy that did the voice for that right um it's uh the guy who created the is the guy from um uh lbg or yeah um uh, oh, my God. What is his name? He's the guy from Bridges of Spies with Tom Hanks. He plays the... Mark prisoner. Rylance. Mark Rylance. Thank you. Yeah, so is that Mark
0: Rylance? I don't know commercial? if that's Mark it Rylance. sounds exactly commercial. like him. I don't know. He does sound like him. Anyways, what were you guys' favorite commercials? Email us, iSuckadating at iheartmedia.com. Yeah, Dean remembers none of them. We would love to hear them so I could Google them when I get home and watch them on <laughs> YouTube. Smart <It's my> pack. <laughs> um, we got a great episode for you guys today. We have Dr. Ish Major coming in. He is from Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars, and he is going to help us in our relationships that's a great segment uh,
4: you're definitely not going to want to miss it did you do
0: your homework we both did our homework
4: well they we're assigned mm-hmm. three questions to answer about the relationships so they can go over it with Dr. Ish yes three very challenging questions that are definitely going to get both
0: of us in trouble when we answer them live on air on <laughs> <Honestly>. our podcast <laughs> so stay tuned for that you're not going to want to miss it Dr. Ish is phenomenal and he is going to be able to tell everything that he knows uh, we're also going to answer some emails at the end of the episode as we usually do we got some juicy breakup texts and maybe we're going to disagree on some things and honestly we're 100% going to disagree <laughs> on some things. So stay tuned. And we're going to be right back right after this break.
2: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear. So fresh. Well, every step feels fly when it comes to
0: style and luxury. eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands on authentication experience.
1: So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee shop with confidence, every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection.
2: offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black
6: sand beaches.
1: There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
6: vents any disease <laughs> Hello,
2: Suck Army. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We have a very special guest that is in studio right now. You will recognize him from Marriage Boot Camp, Reality Stars. He is a doctor-certified psychiatrist who specializes in women, children, families, and all things dating, mating, and relating. He was named the presti- on the prestigious list of America's... I'm going to really ham this up. You were named on the prestigious list of America's top psychiatrists for the last three years, and you are recognized by the International Association of Healthcare Professionals as one of the leading physicians in the world it is dr ish major ladies and gentlemen hey guys <laughs> how'd you like that intro no. that's fantastic no, i liked it yeah, i got a couple correct sounds phenomenal i don't know who he is but first, first
0: of all can we all say the word prestigious real quick How do I say it? You say prestigious? (laughs) No, I said prestigious. And then also at the very end, you said uh, leading physicians in the world. That can't be the... That's not right, right? Leading psychiatrist. Physicians, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, Okay, so Dean, you're correcting yourself. Thank you very much. (laughs) Anyways, welcome to the studio, Dr. (laughs) Ish. Happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Not normally do we have such uh, qualified guests, so it's great to have you in here. (laughs) Obviously, you come from the same world as us. Didn't Mm -hmm. didn't you do marriage boot camp? No, I almost did marriage boot camp. Okay, but so Jaden Tanner Mm -hmm. had done marriage boot camp.
7: Correct. And so you're the
2: host of that. Correct. How long Uh, have you
7: hosted for? Oh, man. This is going to be season 11 for me hosting. (laughs) Wow. Wow.
2: Yeah. Holy cow. It goes fast. Uh, I've heard from Tanner and Jade. It is a difficult experience, to say the least. It is not what you think. Yeah. Right?
7: Because most shows, you can show up and kind of be you. But for our show, you got to show up and be you. And then you got to go deeper, which which takes a lot. Because it's true stories about who you are and where you're struggling, where I may be weak and because of that,
0: where we may be weak. So it's, it's a lot. So for the lesser informed, uh, myself and the, uh-huh. the the audience that might not have seen the show, yeah. what give us a quick rundown on exactly what happens.
7: Yeah. So what we do is we will take your favorite reality stars. We bring you in for a relationship boot camp. And it is couples therapy like no other couples therapy you've ever seen. It is intense. We take the first five days and we break you down and we beat you up as Jaden Tanner will attest to. Yeah, well. <laughs> and then the last five days we build you back up and on day 10 you make your decision your final decision Mm -hmm. do we leave together or do we leave apart and and it's good so it's just like a a very long extended intense therapy session it is it is but it's uh, but it's not traditional therapy It's very non-conventional we've got you doing drills and running from dogs and jumping in lakes and you want to get them to the break right Right. exactly we want you to experience the emotion of it so we can see how that plays out in your relationship then when i see that now I can help you.
2: I remember watching and there was a uh, one time where you guys had Tanner and Jade on there and I'm pretty uh-huh. sure Jade played dead and Tanner had right. to be next to her right. and say all the things he never could say to Jade oh, wow. <laughs> when she was alive and it was right. a very traumatic Whoa. experience for just a friend right. watching. I was like, wow! <laughs> right. Oh God, this is emotional, yeah. guys. I don't know if I could take this. It's, it's a lot, right? It's a lot. but And it, we try to drive
7: those points home that sneak up on you in life, right? Because... We're in L.A. As of two weeks, we know life is not promised to us. Tomorrow yeah. we don't know what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. what are you waiting to say those things for? Say them today.
2: Why is it just, tough to say those things?
7: A conflict, right? Uh, in a relationship, we think the relationship isn't going well if we are having an intense discussion or a heated discussion or an argument. We think something's wrong. Well, I'm not doing this right. Or maybe they don't love me as much. Or maybe I don't love them as much. What does this mean? And so we just tend to avoid conflict, especially guys. We don't like to get into conflict with Our significant other, our better half, our female better half, because we know we're not going to win that emotional conflict, right? right? And we take that genie out of the bottle. We don't know how to put it back in, so best to just avoid it.
2: (laughs) Do you also think that guys are just unwilling to be vulnerable? I think that's a
7: big part of it, Jared. Um, Unwilling to be vulnerable because if I am vulnerable, do I really know what's underneath there? Because growing up, we're not encouraged to explore that right it's not about get in touch with your feelings think about if you got a five-year-old kid a five-year-old girl and a five-year-old boy both fall and skin their knee right what do you tell the boy get up up, shake it off walk it off it's going to be all right but how do you handle the oh my goodness are you okay you know how do you feel let's you know let's put a pretty band-aid on and you process those emotions right (laughs) there on the spot so it's a whole different thing
2: yeah what do you think about that
7: do you think that should change I think it's definitely got to change. I think it's starting to change. But as parents, as the folks who are raising the little ones, we've got to make a specific effort to do so.
0: what yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's good. It's, I, you I,
7: can start to see a little bit of a shift.
0: I would imagine that's hard, too, because as obviously I'm not a parent, but I would imagine parenting a child, you're going to fall into a lot of the same things that your parents did when they were right. fathering or mothering you. Right. And so you kind of get stuck in those bad uh, bad. Traits that you're passing on to your children, I can right,
7: imagine. Right. Exactly right. Because we, we, we live, we learn what we live, and that's what we know. It's like, you right. know, you get married in 10 years in, you look in the mirror, you're like, oh my God, I'm my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
0: know? It's funny because, uh, so my father and I don't have the best relationship. Uh-huh. But he, after like three years of not really talking, he flew out to LA and hung out with me for like a week. Yeah. And I hadn't talked to this man in three years. Wow. And he was doing insane things that I say and do all the time. Right. And I'm like, that is just genetics. <laughs> right. Like, that's not even something he's, pat- like, I don't right. know. It's, it's crazy in, It's me. in the genes. It's right. In the jeans. Yeah. So I have a question. So I, I obviously I'm not married, but uh am I allowed to go on the show with my girlfriend? Absolutely. Really? You guys take couples of whether they're married single uh, not single,
7: obviously for but for sure. For okay. sure. If if you think she's the one, if you got some issues, you're thinking she might be
0: the one, you thinking we might have a shot Come on through. I'll baby. be honest with you, we don't ha- really have any issues, but I'd love to see if we could find some. Yeah. You oh, know? you will. Uh, oh, we'll find some. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: <laughs> what a young relationship. We don't have any problems, guys. Things are going smoothly. But don't you think that'd be
0: a fun thing to do? Is like bring like a couple that doesn't right. really have any issues, at least on the surface, right? right on and the kind of, surface,
7: and see if you can uncover some and, stuff. And you know, it's, it's funny as you say that. So a lot of our couples from the Bachelors, and, you know, from that franchise. On the surface, it's like ah, oh, well, we just got one or two little niggly things that mm-hmm. you know, it's not a big deal. But by day six or seven, it's like whoa, yeah, <laughs> it all comes out. Right. So you know, it's like there's the there's the storm bubbling just beneath the surface. Usually, when it comes to that, I know
2: you guys had Sean and Catherine on there. Yes, Sean and Catherine love yes. from the Bachelor uh-huh. franchise, and then you had yep. JP and Ashley. Yeah, JP and Ashley. Yes, we did. Tanner yep. and Jade. Was there anybody else? Tanner I'm missing? and Jade. JP and Ashley. We had. Uh, oh, uh, Desiree and Chris. Uh, Chris. And I remember Des. seeing that. Chris
7: and Des were the last two who came through. Chris was yes. tough. It, w- how so? Chris was tough because he was so guarded you know it was just one of those things life is perfect it's Mm -hmm. always been perfect i've never had any problems we're perfect uh, disregard anything she says we've got it all together and so it just it took a long time to get him to that point it was finally on day nine it was lie detector day and we finally got to the thing that was really bugging him which was you know does she is she really all that into me
0: Mm -hmm. you know and we've all got those insecurities but it's hard he was tough are they still together now? Those four couples that you named, we know uh, obviously Jaden Tanner, Catherine, and Sean. They,
7: I believe they are. And I they're know all together. Dez, Dez just had a had a baby oh, the last wow. year, so nice. yeah, yeah. So I think they're all rocking and rolling. And so yeah. I'm
0: sure you get a lot of fulfillment coming out the other side of that. Right. Even if the couples break up, you're like, okay, well, maybe you broke up because there was a lot of underlying issues that we wouldn't have gotten to otherwise. Look, sometimes the best outcome is is no outcome, right. which is the breakup. Yeah, you yeah. Know?
7: We had we had Pauly D and Arby come on there, and it was like, you know, by day five, I'm looking at both of them like, really? Right. <laughs> this is what y'all are trying to do? And so sometimes the best thing is, you know, I don't promise to keep you together. I promise to get you an answer. Yeah. By the by, day ten, you will know if you can show up and be all of who you are and be happy. With this person in your life, hmm. you'll you'll have that you'll have some inkling as far as whether you want to move forward or maybe we should take some time apart. And sometimes it's painfully obvious.
2: That's right. I forgot paul a. D and Aubrey right. on there. I yeah. I recently just met Aubrey on a X on the Beach reunion. Love, I love her today. She was so sweet. Yeah, she's
7: super nice. She recently you know
2: unblocked me on Twitter and all that. <laughs> that's oh, that's very right. sweet of her. <laughs> <Unless laughs>
0: Relationship
2: making progress. right yeah. right. I'm sold. I want to do the show. I feel like it'd be um, fun for me and Kaylin. Oh, God, what a naive human being. I mean, great. Until Kalen is like in a body bag and you have to say all the things that you couldn't tell her when she's alive. Look, I know that
0: when I say (laughs) that we communicate and are honest with each other about everything, I'm sure that there are some things that we aren't entirely honest about. Right, of course. But sitting in the chair right now, it's hard for me to imagine a situation where we would have difficulty explaining something to the other person. So that's kind of why I'm like, this sounds pretty fun. Like, fun isn't maybe not the right word. If
7: you're a good communicator,
0: right, then it will be great. Because I think it's, I it will only it get better. Being able to go into something like that, and I'm sure this is why all the couples do the show, is mm-hmm. because you can go into something like that and come out the other side so much stronger. Right. And it's not like I said, Kaylin and I. It's not like <laughs> anything's going wrong, but to come out of something, regardless of what it is or why we went there, to come out even stronger than we already are, that's a like right. beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And Dean, what usually happens is what well, couples will come in and like, well, these are the,
7: you know, these are some things we would like to work on. These are some issues we, you know, we may be meeting down the road, but around day five or six, you realize that you've got your own personal journey to go. Yeah. So, oh, you know what? I've got some stuff that I need to course correct before if we really want to do this, and that's when the cool stuff sure. starts to
2: happen. I say we start this right now. I say we ask Dean <laughs> a couple questions. No, and no, no, whether no. he'd last through marriage, I have I have one right off the top. Well, of my it's head. unfair <laughs> to answer this question. It's only a question <laughs> towards you, not towards Kaylin. Okay. Why are you and Kaylin? Why do you not want you two together to do public interviews? Uh, I don't want the outside looking in on our relationship and making
0: accusations or. Judgment calls based on a little snippet of a thing.
2: Oh, I'm sure you do fantastic on Marriage Boot Camp. Why? Because you don't want outside people judging your relationship? Uh, I can see why that would sound like <laughs> something that would happen on the show. But
0: also, interviews... You uh, Granted, when you're know, on a TV show, you can't really control the edit that you get either. But it's just like... The interview thing is so easy to just be like, "Look, we're just not going to do interviews together because we don't need that added pressure from the outside world th- assuming things about a relationship that they know nothing about."
2: Well, I guess what are you afraid of? What are you nervous about doing a public mm-hmm. interview together? I'm personally, I don't think like. We're what af- are
0: you afraid is going to come out? We're not afraid of anything. I don't think really that's a fear okay. thing. It's just a matter of uh, you've been in public relationships before. You're in one right now. Mm-hmm. And I've been in, I think I've been in a few more public relationships than you have. And Uh I've seen that the way that the media can like turn things to make you look bad in your relationship. And then that like leads to insecurity in the relationship for whatever reason, probably for lack of communication. I don't think this relationship that I have with Kaylin would really take a negative hit if we were to do joint interviews. But I've seen how they can have a negative effect. And so I want to stay away from those.
2: Sure. Of course, they can have a negative effect. But the only reason I feel like they have a negative effect is because a part of whatever they did is true. Because if it wasn't true, then you can easily just blame the publication. But if it causes conflict within your own relationship, then there's obviously, like we said, an underlying issue there.
0: Right. But how many interviews have you done? And how many of those interviews have they used 5% of the words that you've said? And the 5% of the words the are time. the ones that they are the most uh, attention-grabbing. You know All I mean?
2: the time. But the reason I got so mad at it, because there was like I had to defend myself in a way that while it wasn't a complete fabrication uh sure they took my words out of context right but that doesn't mean it was co- a complete lie
0: right well i guess and my point the the one headline that i can think of that uh It didn't even get me in trouble, but it was like annoying, annoying thing to to deal with. Was when I said that I was never going to get married. I was never going to marry Kaylin, right? Mm -hmm. And then they they publish these articles. It's like Dean's never marrying girlfriend Kaylin Miller Keys. And it's like I'm looking at Kaylin, like you know this is ridiculous, right? And she goes, Yeah, I was standing right next to you when all of this was being said, and this is the most absurd thing ever. Yeah. And but but that headline gets taken and run by all these you know trashy news outlets, and then that like just lets other people into a relationship and assume things that they don't know anything about. And she's got to defend that, right? Right? And I have to sit there and defend it too because. Right. It's my relationship as right. well. This is frustrating. Yeah. So what you're talking about is you're
7: introducing an unnecessary stressor to the relationship. Like marriage boot camp. Right. right? It's not. It's and not that's what necessary. I mean. So my
0: question is, why would you want to do because it? Because here's the difference. When you go to marriage boot camp, you can come out of it a stronger, better couple. When you go into a joint interview, you don't gain anything from that. All you're doing is giving people insight into something that they don't need to know anything really about. But we're not
2: benefiting from it. You know, like we're not coming out of the interview stronger as a couple. Well, here's what would happen. I feel like on *Marriage Boot uh-huh. Camp*, you would—that would be a topic that gets brought up, right? And then the immediate question afterwards, it says, "Well, Dean, you said it in an interview, let's talk about it right now with Kalen. Will you ever marry Kalen?" Yeah, be good. That would be cool. something that you'd have to That's face good. In, in the moment, right? absolutely be willing to face that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Caitlin's like, well, I hope so one day. And then you're like, well, I don't believe in the institution of marriage. And then bada bing, bada boom. But the thing go. is, this is stuff that we talk about all the time anyway. Which is a very good thing. Do you think, uh, now I'm, I'm very curious. Do you think, <laughs> Caitlin, because you don't have said publicly, you don't believe in the institution of marriage. Right. Do you think you'll ever budge from that? I don't
0: think that I am dead set enough in that conviction to... Be like I'm, I'm the potential to change is, is always there of course okay right so obviously I can see why a girlfriend would hear me say that and then cling on to the idea oh he's gonna change later on exactly but again I I just think it's all ridiculous better question do you believe in
7: having a long-term partner
0: yes absolutely okay yeah and yeah. that's the thing too it's like um, it's not that I believe uh, I believe, against marriage because of the monogamy mm-hmm. of it all or whatever, the, the part, life partner of it all. It's just, mm-hmm. I have to think that marriage in general is silly not to discredit anything. For, I think there's more married people in this room than there are non-married people in this room. <laughs> yeah. And you're all beautiful and you have
2: wonderful relationships. Show that bling, boy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, all, that's all of us right there. Yeah, Dean's got, <laughs> coming from the
2: guy who doesn't believe in the institution of marriage, Dean is wearing a ring on his left hand and on his And who's to say ring. we
0: didn't get married, but the point of this... <laughs> I love it, and that's exactly why I'm wearing this thing. And and
7: but you're right in line with where most couples, most younger couples are right now. A lot of younger couples, they're just not doing it, yeah. or they're pushing it off. They're not doing it in their 20s. They're thinking about it now in their late 30s or you know early 40s, or they're just not doing it at all because they realize, hey, you know, you know mom and dad did it, and it kind of sucked. Right. So let's try to figure out a different way to to work around, this, right? You know, and there, there's some agreements we can have between us but we don't need it to be
0: formalized here if it's formalized in our heart. Exactly. And a lot of
7: couples are doing it. And so,
0: so Caitlin and I, we're eight months into our relationship, okay. right? And obviously it's, it's very early on to be making any type of predictions for the future, but <laughs> it's
7: early. It's I, early.
0: I could see, uh, spending a lifetime with Kaylin, right? Okay. But that doesn't necessarily involve Strong marriage. statement. Right. That's that's my point. Is even if I'm spending a lifetime with this person, doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get married to them.
2: But you do realize that if you went on a show like Marriage Bootcamp, not to uh, say anything mm-hmm. negative about it, but of course that would become the sure, central drama, bring it which up. would be we'll talk about because it. then the next question obviously would be, well, if you're willing to spend the rest of your life with someone, why are you so unwilling to put a ring on her and and really solidify it? And that's a question I'll have to answer in the moment. Exactly, <laughs> and you can see how like it would just be a lot. Sure.
7: It's a just, lot. just be aware but here's 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 the benefit of coming on the show we don't stop at the sound bite right right you get you get a chance to tell the whole story and then you also get a chance to tell the backstory that got you to the current story sure. so people get a deeper understanding of who you are as Dean. It's like oh okay I see who Dean is now and I totally get it and, and so that works.
0: And when I think of marriage boot camp and why it would be interesting for Kaylin and I to partake in it, it's not for uh, the audience's sake, but it would be nice to be able to go into like a, a pressure cooker as a couple and put the relationship to the test. That's a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've wanted to do, I, I've encouraged me and a, a former girlfriend of mine to do couples therapy. Mm-hmm. I would never done it before and she, decla- she denied it. She didn't uh, want to do it. Um, so I've always kind of been curious about, you know, what it would be like, especially with me because I'm an idiot. I talk myself in circles all the time. I don't really know what I'm saying half the time. Uh, But it wouldn't be... Going on the show wouldn't be... I want other people to get a a glimpse of our relationship through whatever lens that they show for it.
2: But I would like to see what her and I can get out of it together. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, Ashley and I have talked about going to couples therapy as well, just to kind of... I mean, like we. I don't think we have issues in the relationship, but there's nothing also wrong with kind of maintaining or just kind of going and seeing hey, is there deep underlining issues that we don't communicate on and kind of just work on the relationship together?
7: Yeah, and the answer to that question is yes. It's a it's a human thing. We've all got underlying issues. We got areas where we're not strong, whether it's communication, whether it's trust, whether it's stuff we've been through in the past and we're not over, whether there's forgiveness when we really need to. And so why not do something? Why not be proactive about it and strengthen those areas before they come up and blindside you and you're like, "Oh my god, what just happened?" Got so yeah, it just makes sense.
2: Doctor, do you believe in marriage? Do I you do. believe in Okay, so you believe Absolutely. in marriage.
7: You know, my folks are married for 56 years. Um, and so I know what that level of commitment looks like day in, day out. Five of us, five sisters, You know, two guys, two brothers. And so I know what happens to the kids when the house is full of certainty and full of love. Mm-hmm. And so I believe in the long-term commitment. I don't think you necessarily have to sign on the dotted line. Ooh. I think if you are committed to each other and you are dedicated to moving this forward and you just, and it's as simple as a decision. Hey, I've decided that I'm not going to leave no matter what. That's my decision. I've decided to stay with you knowing that my happiness is not dependent on your behavior, right? Mm. Whether you show up and you're in a good mood or a bad mood, you're irritable or you're you're sad or you're up or you're down. I'm going to be happy with me and I've decided to stick this out with you. And I think the biggest thing when it comes to that long-term commitment is understand. It took a long time for me to get to this place was to understand that I am not responsible for your happiness. Mm. Yeah. I can't make you happy. Yeah, I can't buy you enough flowers or take you on enough trips, Or right? There's nothing I can do to help you. Main. You've got to find that level on your own and then I am blissfully happy being here helping you maintain it right. while I maintain my own.
2: Interesting. Do you have any advice for people out there listening on how to get to that point, to get to that point of accepting I can't make you happy and the only happiness that I can uh, allow is my own or like the only happiness I control is my own? I think once you go on that journey to find your own, then you got it
7: Hmm. because it's because it's not easy. Hell, I'm a psychiatrist and I can't even tell you that I'm there every day of the week. It's a it's a constant daily decision. I wake up every morning. The first thing I think of is, you know what? Only what make me happy today. Let's let's see how I can get some more of that juice in my life. And once you've gone on that journey for yourself and figuring out what that is, right, putting all those demons to rest, slaying those demons, whatever those demons are, whether it's old family stuff old relationship stuff. How you show up in the world stuff who accepts me who likes me so once you've gone on that journey you've gotten closer and closer and closer to that inner source that inner self that thing that talks to you and it's a true voice every single time when you decide to listen to it once you found that you can recognize it in somebody else immediately when they have it and when they don't and then those two things will kind of come together automatically and you don't even have to make that decision it will decide for itself.
4: Mm -hmm. These two were given homework okay. for you, Dr. Ish. I like homework. To we discuss were... with you and they are yeah. ready for it. They planned it out
2: and I think they're a little nervous about it. We're not very good at homework. <laughs> it's been a little while. Is that what we're nervous about? The fact that we didn't do the homework? Or the fact that, you, you look, you're talking to a guy who was in school for 14
7: years. I'm a homework There you go.
2: <laughs> you know what was one of the worst times of high school was when you had the rows of desks and you had to hand your homework forward. Oh, it was the most yeah. embarrassing moment oh, yeah. where the person behind you would look at you as if pass your homework forward and you're right. just like... I I didn't do yeah. it. So just look yeah. back towards the teacher. <laughs> <first. laughs>
4: right. Number one, think of one thing in your relationship you want to improve. <coughs> Jared, you can start with... Well, no,
0: Dean, start with you. <laughs> here's the thing about the relationships. You're married. Yours is much more stable. So you can always lead off these these questions. I think that's the most appropriate way to tackle this.
2: Um, so on how to improve the relationship, mm-hmm. I think one thing I would like to improve in mine and Ashley's marriage is... Uh, it again is on me is to um, live more in the moment rather than being so paranoid about the future, especially hmm. living in Los Angeles and the industry that we're in. I feel a lot of times I'm just waiting for the rug to be pulled out right. underneath because there isn't a lot of certainty here. Right. right. And for me to be told, you know, every social media is gone. Podcast is gone. Uh And, uh, you know, good luck and figure it out. And yeah. then Ashley and I kind of coming, to, not coming to grips. I just feel like, I think I've accepted the, the fact that I am able to live a life back East, small town. Uh, and I don't think Ashley's on that same level as me. Mm. And that, w- that's what concerns me a lot of times right. that, right. If, if this doesn't keep going, what we're doing right, right now doesn't keep going. Right. We won't reach the expectations that Ashley has for her life. Mm-hmm. And that concerns me. And so I think, the way to improve our relationship is for me not to project into the future, but rather just live in the moment, enjoy it, and then keep working hard and then hopefully in the at the end of the day that will pay off.
7: Yeah. So two words that you said that I picked up on. One is certainty, which is what we're all looking for to a certain degree. And then expectations. And you're still you're you're newlywed still, correct? Yep. Just married in August. In August. Right. So congratulations. Thank you very much. And doctor. so yeah, you want the certainty and you want to be able to provide that because that's part of what makes you feel good in, in the relationship. Here's what I will tell you. Um, take your expectations about how to live in the moment. You said you're trying to live in the moment. So the way to live in the moment is take your expectations and turn it into appreciation. And you just wake up and appreciate what you have in front of you. I've got this beautiful woman right here next to me. we got this beautiful life. I get to come in and work with these amazing people every single day. And so you appreciate that because... Everything his the brain doesn't work in negatives, right? Every subject is two subjects. It's what is wanted and what is not wanted, and whatever you're focusing on is what you're going to get. And so if you're if you're focused on the uncertainty and how it's going to look, when I got to tell Ashley we got to move back east, then that's what you're going to get. Yeah, right. Stay focused on the appreciation this is what I have and this is what's working and this is what I'm loving and forget everything else and everything else will just drip and fall away from your life and and that's how you, and then and then there is no hopefully it works out. It just works out because you're staying blissful and happy in the moment and you're always in appreciation.
2: You know what really helps me with that is my dog. Yeah, I know that right. sounds ridiculous right. but sometimes when I get so overwhelmed with uh, frivolous things that at the end of the day won't matter mm-hmm. but in the moment seem like the biggest things ever. Right. Sometimes my dog will just—I'll put food down, and she is just the happiest thing alive because there's food on the ground. Right. Or we're about to go on a walk, which I am pissed off about because right. I don't want to take her on a walk. <laughs> you know, it's eleven right. o'clock at night. Right. Right. She's got to go one more time. Right. I'm like, all right, let's just go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And she is just the happiest thing alive. Yeah. And then I realize why am I so concerned? Like, why am I so upset about things that aren't going to Matter at the end of the day when. Like she's the happiest thing alive because she's going outside. Right. And I have, I'm, I'm married. I have, you know, a nice apartment. I have a great job. Um, and I let these things just bring me down because it just seems like they're the worst things in the world when at the end of the day, they're not going to matter. Right. It's not going to matter. And think about the scope of your life. It's always worked out.
7: It's working out.
2: Knock on wood. That's it's, what Ashley says. It's, wor- that's what it's makes working me, out. That's what makes me so concerned. Like, I feel like uh, that's going to be on like my tombstone. <laughs> it always works out <laughs> until it doesn't. Just like an
0: Entourage. I want to back for a second. You said you have a job. What's this job that you spoke <laughs> of?
2: I'm sitting on it, buddy. <laughs> this isn't a job. I just said it like, you know, I, I meant in terms of also from social media yeah, things I know, I know, and, know, and, and, and mm-hmm. hosting yeah. and, and the things that we're able to do.
0: Yeah. You know what's funny is mine and Kaylin's uh, improvement i think is the opposite of what yours is i think we live too much in the moment Uh, and in my opinion both of us don't have enough direction on what we want to be doing long term or even short term or middle term you know like we both have interests and mm -hmm. we both like to do things together but we don't know if that's necessarily going to lead to success maybe professionally later on or what that (coughs) necessarily holds for us like whenever uh we take meetings or like we we talk about what we want to be doing in the future it's all it's never really met with any certainty it's always kind of like well I don't know we'll figure it out when we get there you know because we're too focused on the things that we're doing in the moment whether it's traveling or taking pictures or uh, hanging out with our new dog too or whatever it is so it's that's one thing that I think that we could work on improving is uh, figuring out exactly what we want to be doing in the future so Dean here's how you figure that out we were
7: all born with this amazing guidance system called your emotions Mm -hmm. right If you're doing something and you feel crappy doing it don't do it right staying in the moment gets you exactly what you want right Right. so you're actually doing it the right way I'm doing this thing that's making me happy today and so tomorrow 90% chance that I'm gonna end up doing something that's gonna make me happy
0: tomorrow and you just keep
7: going with that
0: and I I was gonna uh, chime in earlier when you were talking about in order to have a fruitful relationship with someone else. You have to learn how to like love yourself and do Absolutely. the things that make you happy. And when I think about uh, my relationship now and why, in my opinion, it's the best relationship I've been in, it's because earlier in 2019, I started doing those things. Like mm-hmm. I got uh, my skydiving license. I've been rock climbing more. I moved into the van full time to travel more and all right. these things that I was doing for myself, yeah. which has ultimately led me to be more content in my relationship and happy with the things that I'm doing on my own that I can you know, bring someone else into if I exactly. want to and they want to, et cetera. And you'd get to share it, right? Yeah. This, I'm... You are not responsible
7: mm-hmm. for, for making me happy. I hate when people say, "Oh, you know, relationships are 50-50." No, yeah. oh, they're not. 50, it's 100-100. You got to show your 100% grown self and then they've got to bring their 100% grown self. And now we've got something. But if you've got 50 and you're looking for me to fill up your other half, then hell, I can't fill up most of my yeah. on most days of the week. So,
4: I'm not going to be able to carry that load for right. you when you need it consistently. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Number 2, Mark. Well, actually, you guys have covered a lot of these in what you've already said. The second right. one is, what is your your biggest flaw in your relationship? Do we know?
0: I would say that I, I don't mind pretty easily. I liked uh, my own, my personal time a lot. I'm pretty introverted. And so sometimes, especially with Caitlin, we spend a lot of time together. And there are times where, I don't know if it's necessarily a flaw, but I'll like I'll communicate to her, like, hey, I just need some time alone for a little bit. Like, go do your own thing. I'll go do my thing for a couple hours and meet back up. I wouldn't say that's a flaw necessarily, but uh, I can sense sometimes like i almost feel bad for saying that sometimes you know not all the time because i it's been a uh, it's been a thing since we started dating so it's mm-hmm. the expectation's always been there since the beginning but uh sometimes i feel a little guilty for yeah. it yeah you feel selfish yeah selfish yeah, yeah. yeah
7: of course yeah. but in reality you're not being selfish because if she's got to force you to be somebody who you're not in order for her to be happy with you then a you're not going to be happy and then she's not gonna be happy because mm-hmm. she knows that she's doing some things that you know, aren't, li- I don't get to experience the full breadth of who Dean is because I need him to be this certain way in order for me to do that, right? right? I need him to not want that downtime and that me time, which I know is gonna make him miserable, but it's gonna mm-hmm. make me happy, so let's do it, right? So in, in asking for the thing you want, right? So this is why she come on the show, needs and wants, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that is a need, hey, I love you to death, love hanging out, do all of those things, but I need my time, right? And it's maybe it's a couple hours, and I need to come up with a way to ask you for it that doesn't offend you or make mm-hmm. you feel like there's something you're doing that I don't want to be around. Right. But once you get comfortable asking for those things you need and want, especially with the newly married folks, right, never assume that you just know. Always got to ask. And so if you're asking for it, that's a good thing. Don't feel selfish about it because when I am back, once you give me those two or three hours, Oh baby, I'm back one hundred percent. And you got all of it, right? right? And so and that's that's a good thing. Yeah. I yeah. feel like Ashley always knows. Yeah. <laughs> she always just knows. Today. Yeah. But tomorrow you're gonna be different. It's true. Right? Mm-hmm. The the doctor ish I was last week, take a picture of that guy because you're not gonna see him anymore. A brand new guy's gonna show right. And so in long term <laughs> relationships, we don't allow for the fact that we're gonna grow and we're gonna change and the things I was into, you know couple years ago i'm not into those things anymore whether it's music whether it's food whether it's my sexual taste and we've got to be able to carry those ongoing discussions folks say oh we just got to have a conversation no it's an ongoing dialogue and you got to remember to talk about it every single day
2: Hmm. yeah i guess my biggest fall in the relationship that's a hard one i guess my anxiety but just more so i think for me it's hard to separate uh, mine and ashley's relationship from my relationship with my family back east back home it's hard to really like, articulate like what? but like cuz i romantically uh, no, i know yeah obviously uh uh that was a joke uh i would say <laughs> like it's it i would say probably ashley's my family now mm-hmm. but i have family home right that i miss a lot right and it's hard to prioritize that like i was watching i forget what movie it was but the whole moral of the movie was that he was unable to let go of things Mm. and then at the end he's like no you are my family like and that's this is the most important thing moving forward and like family changes and so on and so forth and i have a very difficult time separating the two because i really want i want to be selfish and i want to be with my family that i've been born and raised with Mm -hmm. and have ashley be a part of that and of course her family too yeah but ashley has a much easier time dealing with the like the future of things like it's her and i moving forward and having kids and then we're gonna do our own family yeah Yeah. and it's hard for me to separate that because then it just feels i guess i'm having a hard time of letting go of that
7: well and i'll think it's something you have to let go of is Uh, that peter pan
2: syndrome am i afraid of growing up (laughs) (laughs) no it's just it's
7: just um it's a shift in responsibility. It's a shift in priority. It's like Dean was talking about. It's like asking for the things you need and want. Right? Mm-hmm. I I need to be connected to my family. Yeah, I, I need that. I feel selfish for it because I know that you're here and you're my new family and we're building this thing together. But at the same time, and so it's just it's not a it's not a letting go. It's just a figuring out how you're going to incorporate everybody because you get to have it all. You don't have to choose. Yeah. Right? Um, but you got to have those open and honest
2: conversations about it. Ashley, and. Ashley says the sweetest thing all the time. She says that she gets a little sad uh, every night because it means one less day with me, which is the cutest wow. thing ever. And just wow. melts my heart. That awesome. And
4: course, marry her. Wait, you already did. <laughs>
2: yeah, I put a ring on it. Yeah. Uh, I was wow. an idiot for a while and, I, <laughs> and luckily uh, it came to my senses. But I think, and of course I feel the exact same way towards her, yeah. but I'd be lying if I said I didn't feel the exact same way towards my parents, my sister, and the people I'm close with. Of course, especially as my parents get older, um, and they're you know in their sixties, and it's like, damn, yeah. you know, if we're here for two or three more years, that means they're in their you know mid to upper sixties, and these are things that I again I, I try to just live in the moment and not be concerned with those things, but of course they're just first and foremost because. We're so far away. Yeah. But anyway, so I think that's the biggest flaw in our relationship.
0: Another great example of not having a family being better in this case. No, 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 <laughs> never.
4: I don't have to worry about my parents getting old. You know? You're close
2: with your brothers. Yeah, sure. My
0: brothers. They're just same age as me, basically, essentially. Anyway, so third let's move one. on to the third one.
4: Third one is what is the one
0: thing you would like your partner to work on? Mm. i've got a laundry list of things careful now <laughs> careful now they're gonna be listening <laughs> uh she squeezes her toothpaste from the front of the tube <laughs>
7: oh savage. Ah, that's my savage
0: squeeze from the butt of the oh, toothpaste yeah, tube you, you know she puts the tooth uh the toilet paper on the roll un- where the rolls under instead of over unbelievable can't nope um it's just a, sm- a lot of small things like that really
2: that's all she could really work on <laughs> That's when That's when you know Yeah you just moved in With someone Where your biggest floor is <laughs> are the toothpaste The toilet paper <laughs> Those are, are big man Those, those, are, are, big those are huge man <laughs> I, you know,
0: uh,
7: That under roll how you, how, you, how you live like that Right <laughs> Come on <laughs> that,
0: that, Ted Bundy put the, the toilet paper Like that you know? There's some connections there It's right? not a good thing
7: Because if you think That's okay Then there's some other things That you mm-hmm. probably think okay That I'm not cool with right. <laughs> Dr. Ish
2: gets it man He just gets it And when I used to make the bed Ashley would come in afterwards And start straightening the bed out uh-huh. as if I didn't do a good enough job. <laughs> oh, that's funny. God, that would make me so guys angry. Guys, don't we cannot do a good enough
4: job on we that bet It's that's impossible. unbelievable. Yeah, Garrett, yours.
2: Uh, what was the question? What was one thing you want your partner to work on? Yes, I think to bounce off Dean's uh, discussion about being an introvert. Uh, Ashley, I love being with Ashley, but she is very much of a dependent. Mm. where she could be with me 24-7 and never get tired mm-hmm. of me. And I don't get tired of Ashley, but I do think there are times where I need to be... Like, even I'll go... So we have, like, a little office where mm-hmm. I have uh, my Xbox, so I'll yep. go and, like, play yeah. a video game. Yeah. And then literally, like, 15 minutes in, Jared! And I'm like, baby, I need, I need at least... Just give just, me 45 give minutes. Give me a second. Please. Give me a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's probably the one thing she could work on of just, yeah. you know, just be you give you like just an hour an right. hour baby right. an hour right. that's right. it right. that's all yeah. i need yeah. just to
7: recompress well and it goes back to the thing you're looking for right certainty that's what she's looking for he's still there he's still into me and this is and this is still cool right oh, yeah. and so you just it's just it's just finding ways to reassure her of that yeah you, you know it's like when um it's like if you have a toddler and once they can kind of walk around and, and leave the room they'll walk out of the room but then they'll peek right back to make mm. sure you're still there so mm. same kind of difference and your job
0: is just to be, Still here yeah, right. yeah. It's,
2: it's Still good I'm here baby I didn't right go out there. the window didn't anyway, jump out right? yet <laughs> Yeah Well
0: Dr. Ish Thank you so much for coming in um, That segment went on A lot, lot, lot longer no, than normally You need <laughs> to come back the on The conversation yeah, it was so good, good. We could it's honestly good. talk to you Forever and ever But yep. uh, for our listeners out there If you want to follow Dr. Ish Go to his Instagram page yep. Dr. Ish Major Or be sure to check him out On Marriage Bootcamp Reality Stars Absolutely When does that air? Season premiere is this Thursday At 10pm on WeTV Amazing Hip hop Bootcamp, All hip hop houses this time. okay, great. So that's not the one that Kaylin and I are be gonna be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we'd love to check back in with you at some Absolutely. point. Absolutely, uh, thanks, so yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks so much.
2: You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly.
0: When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience.
1: So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection.
2: Offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches.
1: There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at DiscoverPuertoRico.com.
3: any disease
0: all right welcome back dr ish has left the studio but we do have some email questions we have a, a video question we do
4: before we get to any of that i'm concerned about jared mark has a jared question uh, just because and this has come up before i believe actually brought this up before and as well as you've brought this up before i am concerned i feel like you desperately want out of los angeles
2: um It's definitely a topic of conversation between Ashley and I. I wouldn't say desperately because of, I love this. I love coming here in studio and recording. It's only once a week. Right. So it's, you know, obviously consistent. Uh, And then I also host, uh, I do other hosting. Like LA presents opportunities that just other parts of the country don't, which are awesome. Mm -hmm. Being able to do some of the things we get to do, including going to movie premieres, hosting, things of that nature. But man, it's just an exhausting town to live in. I miss home. I miss the convenience of, of home. I miss my family. I miss my friends. I well, feel I like get I'm that the, strongly from you. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I feel like I'm my worst version here, mm. and I wish I could be a better version of myself. And I find myself more confident and comfortable around um, in, in, in back home. Probably just because it's you know I'm so comfortable there between the people that i know there the places the place you know that i've lived grown up so on and so forth um so i miss that aspect of it and ashley can see it too i think ashley sees a different level of happiness from me whenever i'm home and i think it hurts her too to see that like i am a better version of myself depending on the location which is sad but also true so it it is exhausting here and it's 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 a difficult place to live. What would you do there? Assuming the podcast doesn't
4: transfer, which I don't know why it couldn't. <clears throat> Half of our hosts live in different cities. Uh, but let's say you couldn't do the
2: podcast and you couldn't do the Instagram thing anymore. What do you see your life being like? Well, I think that's why the Instagram thing concerns me so much. Because ideally, I would love to open up my own bar. Mm. But the only way that's possible is if like, we get to do this for, hopefully, like... Two more years, maybe. <laughs> That's kind of like the timeline. Ashley and I put on it, like to, to have really, some seed money set to aside, have some seed money to not only like you know invest in the things we want to invest in, which is a future family house, things of that nature, but also have enough money to really uh, open up a bar with only one or two other investors, so I can really own and operate it. Because uh, I've worked in hospitality for you know, god, twelve years, or mm. something like that. So I have a good grasp of how to run. Uh, an industry like that, and also um, I have an idea of what I want to do. So the opportunity to implement that and and really have creative control over it is something that would be great. So I think that would be the end goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, un, you know, un, un, for, unfortunately and unfortunately, it is very dependent on 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 us continuing to do what we do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's we'll the
4: name of the Barbie?
2: Uh, so I really like the name. Her Ashley's mom's name is Audrey, so I love the idea of naming it, naming it Audrey's. Uh-huh. I really like that bar name. That's my cute. my mom's name is Nancy, which I also think is adorable. But I, my mom knows this. I like Audrey's better. Like, <laughs> hey, you want to go to Audrey's tonight? Mm. I think that's a really cute. Yeah, it is. And nice, so yeah. I would love it to be more of like a coffee shop martini bar. Mm. That I'm I'm kind of changing it. It might become more of a sports bar. I don't really know, but. Um, There's a bar back home called Main Street Coffee that I love, and it's a coffee shop slash martini bar that's very small and intimate. Fireplace, couches, chairs, uh, very uh, uh, Mediterranean looking, and it's really like just not only a great date spot, but just a great spot to go and chill and talk, and really just a a great, great area to. You just feel comfortable in it, so that's what I would like to open up, but you know new england is also a huge sports market and i also love sports bars you do so the idea of doing that as well is very intriguing so we'll see but of course you know that's like the 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 ultimate goal
4: open up audrey's and then open up audrey too like in um
2: tom's chapel horrors
4: Uh, oh yeah there you go (laughs) there you go we call it tom's
0: or something tom's Tom's or brady's yeah
2: and i think actually uh, the recent bachelor news which was with kendall and joe broke up yeah that really hit home, I think, for Ashley and I, because from everything we know of it, and I'm sure there's more to it, but the main reason they broke up was location. Because oh. he just he was like, "I need to go back to Chicago. I can't do it out here. Can't do it." So you're saying it sounds like you and Ashley might be having to call it
0: quits pretty soon? Or? Yeah, we're probably gonna get a divorce <laughs> over it. <laughs> of course, you not. could do long distance.
2: No, we would never. We Ashley has toyed with the idea of uh being bicoastal, mm-hmm. but it's also just expensive to can try to be bicoastal and oh, yeah. I'd rather save our money and just certainly and not suck it up. I mean, I I'm the luckiest guy alive to be able to uh, people would uh, beg to live out here, you know, mm-hmm. in Hollywood and Los Angeles, nice weather year round, you know, it's I, 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 I leave the gym and, and literally the walk of fame is right there. You know, <laughs> and cool. I, I yeah, forget cool. that. Yeah. I remember I was on the phone with my sister one time and I was like, oh, I'm driving down Sunset. I'm going to this thing. And I was like, I'm driving down Sunset Boulevard. Yes. You know, I, I think I maybe don't appreciate it enough. I've lived here 20 years. I still have these moments. Yeah. Yes. You know, you're driving down Sunset Boulevard. Like there's Rodeo Drive. And it's like, damn, that is... When I really think about it that is crazy and and to my family back home you know they think it's the coolest thing. Yeah, people
4: save their money all year to come visit here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But then I just think you live in the wrong part of town. I think you need to go more west. Uh like beach area? Yeah. God, I don't know if I could do Santa Monica around us, I don't know
4: See I think maybe you should be more suburban Maybe it would feel more like home If you were out in uh, You know Agoura or someplace mm-hmm. I
2: like suburban areas Like uh, I would love to live in Pasadena hmm Come on down baby yeah. hey, are, are you in Pasadena?
8: <laughs> I, I'm Pasadena adjacent <laughs> Glendale Monrovia The oh, wow. quarters oh. of Trader Joe's Oh, that sounds fantastic. That's right, baby. And the gem of the foothills, Monrovia is.
2: (laughs) Ooh, very nice. Is that why you want to live in more suburban area?
8: Yeah, it feels like Mayberry out there. It's Mm -hmm. great. And it's not far from anything. It's really not far from anything. I tell that to myself all the time. (laughs) It's very close to where all the action is. Ooh. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah are you convincing yourself of that or no it's great there's a lot of great suburban areas of los angeles where you can still have that la hollywood Which i didn't realize superstar. that
4: i didn't realize that when i got here i was like where are we going to raise kids with actually some pretty great places to raise kids
2: i was driving the other day in, in burbank and there there is areas of burbank mm-hmm. where it was just it was trees and grass and mm-hmm. you're like oh wow this feels like a neighborhood mm-hmm. and uh yeah you don't get that the problem is Ashley is is because of a lot of things we do actually feels like we need to be more centrally yeah, located I which i get but at the same time if it is gonna bring us a little bit more happiness i think it is i don't know i I actually is also convinced that i if it's not close to my family it's not gonna matter mm. so which i'm not whole fully convinced of but why don't we just get your parents to move out to los angeles no that'll never happen my dad would f- and lose his mind. Oh my God, the traffic. He can't. Literally, he's in traffic for four minutes in Cranston, Rhode Island, and he is losing his mind. Yeah,
0: I get that. But also. Just tell them to come out here for like an extended amount of time. Mm-hmm. Let's see if there's any spike in your happiness. It's just like you got to start A, B testing things. You know, is it you're, no, that you're, you're right. missing your family? Is it that you're missing the location? Is it the combination mm. of the two? Is it, what exactly is it? So maybe like have them come out, like spend like a month in Los Angeles with it's, you. it's definitely the combo of mm-hmm. it, both of it.
2: But, uh yeah I mean uh, there are aspects of, of Los Angeles that are fantastic just like any other part of the world and there are aspects that I just don't enjoy there's and some so tough parts I don't sure. know man
0: I hate to say it but I just don't see it working out between you guys I, I hope it does <laughs> yeah I'm really glad <laughs> yeah. Dean was
4: a groomsman <laughs> in my wedding I hope it does I just don't see it
2: I just don't <gasps> do we have any uh, do we have any well, uh, well, yeah, suck let's on this. Me questions so the other
4: night scrubbing in with Becca and Tanya had their first ever live podcast up in San Francisco and it went very well from all, all reports and so he has a video that we got from from a listener named. Her name is Helena. Helena. Has a question for you, and here it is from Helena. Thank oh, you for. I like um, her leather jacket. Thank
0: you for sa- taking some time before we play this to make uh, the Scrubbing In live podcast a little bit about Help I Suck
2: at Dating. <laughs> I'm telling you, the almost <laughs> famous live podcast was a lot about it Help was. I Suck at Dating as you well. the chant going and everything. That really means a lot. Here
8: we go. Hi. Okay, my question is I'm 33, single. What am I doing wrong? I know I build up walls, but what am I doing wrong? Build up walls. I don't
2: know. <laughs> maybe, but what? What's some
8: advice?
0: Hmm. Well,
2: Tori, <laughs> not a you lot were,
0: of info to go off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tori, you were there to meet her. What? Some advice that you would maybe have for her? Because I mean, look, you. She doesn't
5: want my advice. She wants a male's perspective.
0: No, I know. But I think we just need a little bit more information about Helinda, who she is, what she likes, what she dislikes, where she eats, maybe where she shops, like those types of things. Do you have any information yeah. you could help us? Through? I
5: do not. But I will say that you you meet those people who right off the bat you just genuinely know are good humans oh she's one of them and she was one of those and you could tell that people who build up walls you know we all have those but like what where do we go to break that down how do you start the first step to be vulnerable towards someone or let someone in, you know, it's like I think that's what she kind of wants to know.
2: Well, uh, I think Doctorish like, had a lot of good. I'm sorry, I was just gonna say, let me say, if she's listening to this podcast, she's obviously a good human being. <laughs> that's a great, point. That's a great and point. She's very pretty. She's wearing, She's well dressed. I know that uh, pink was cute. Pink, pink, I've
8: spoken was to Helinda a number people. of times. Uh, she's she's very cool. This here's what I know about her. She likes to travel. Uh, she works in radio nice. in the uh san jose area mm. um it's gonna be tough she uh she is a very passionate uh human and uh she has a lot a lot of love to give and she has a song in her heart i think a song in her heart. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? She likes music.
0: Oh, great! Yeah. I think that uh, she could take Doctor Ish's advice uh, pretty thoroughly when he says things about like do the things that spark joy in you. I don't. Obviously, we don't know about that, but maybe she's building up those walls because she's got like some insecurities because she's unable to uh, pursue and try the things that she's always uh, yearned to, mm-hmm. and that could open up her up a little bit and, and allow her to be a little bit more vulnerable with other people. Um, and then that you know that will just naturally attract guys. Thirty three is still pretty young. Let's be clear about that too. She says very she's thirty three, single. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Like you know, we have friends in our thirties who are still single and they're they're thriving and doing their best.
2: Oh, I I agree. I think it's very normal to be in your mid thirties and, and single nowadays. I also think that she could actively probably do a good job of uh, consciously working on bringing her walls down anytime she's meeting with someone, not being afraid to. Ask them out or see if they want to do something with her, uh, making the first move, so on and so forth. Uh, or just even being willing to. Uh, I, I think a lot of people who build walls up, they immediately kind of run away from a relationship that starts turning good. So I think being aware of that and actively trying to work through that with whoever partner she's on a date with would But also be a good step in the right direction but also stop saying it stop announcing it to the world i feel like the more she
0: says those types of things the more she's like willing it into ex- like positive affirmation sort of thing like she's yep. willing it into existence so
2: maybe like work on it but maybe like work on it quietly you know what i mean like or, or just yes, don't don't say it don't say it out loud but right. in in the moment that you know a wall is going up yeah. recognize it don't say it I'm out loud it and just barrel through it and at Help I Suck a Dive
0: Help I Suck, suck a Dating diving? Live Podcast <laughs> We're gonna hopefully Have Helena there And maybe
4: we can Check in with her yeah, What so is that What is the Help I Suck a Dating Live yeah, Podcast yeah, That's we got that's a podcast. Right.
2: We got our producer Right here
5: So sorry I got a phone call that uh, oh,
2: That's too bad That's bad timing uh, This is that's ridiculous Listen
0: Suck Army We need to have A live podcast <laughs> We're gonna figure this out
2: <laughs> We're gonna have one We should. Do you understand The energy in the room that will be happening with a Help I Suck a Dating live podcast.
5: There it's going to be contagious, There's going to be so
0: much swag. It's going to be off the charts.
5: There were chants at the Scrubbing in, Not like when everyone was in their seats, but in the hallway. They'd be like, oh help us like with dating suck, and i be like oh suck, that's the suck, suck army and I just realized I'm like why is that normal for me to say now I
4: love it's, it Mark it do you have normal. any uh, emails good. or anything I from- do Cassidy has a question for you Dean Great. she's 25 from Minnesota she says Dean I have no idea how to word this so bear with me Great, I will. you and I have a lot of weird similarities but not in the <laughs> best way I've really liked listening to you talk about how you've handled your trauma and your outlook on being different if you mm-hmm. will when I was 16 my best friend passed when I was 23 my father passed I have a brother who's 5 years younger than I that I feel like is relatable to you in your story. So my question is, what advice do you have for a young man when it comes to handling depression and emptiness from that type of loss? Do you have any suggestions or things that helped you get ready to heal from your loss, or that helped pull you out of that and accept it? It's a heavy question. for pretty Cassidy, Yeah,
0: I really don't think I have much advice to give. When I look back on my like late teens, early twenties, I was pretty devious. I would, you know, I drank a lot with my <laughs> friends. I was that quintessential college kid that would. More or less, get blacked out on weekends and like not really have a care in the world other than like where is the next party. So when I was that age, when I was going dealing with all that kind of loss, like I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was definitely lost as a human being. And I think that maybe I was using that type of stuff to mask that type of uh, depression or whatever it might be. But again, I look back at those times and I don't necessarily think that I was depressed. But I would never, I would never tell someone to uh, use my experience as a blueprint to get through it all. Because like I said, like I was, I was such a, I was such a dickhead when I was, you know, 18
4: to 27. 18 to present.
0: Basically I was. And I, I guess when I handled that kind of stuff, like, yeah, I had a good, uh, core group of friends. And although like, I didn't talk to them about what I was going through emotionally or whatever, I, I knew that I could kind of like lean on them to maybe get my mind off of things or you know whatever whatever i needed for them so my advice to this person is find a solid friend group you know maybe don't like unload all of your baggage onto them or anything like that but just you know make sure that you're around people that want the best for you and 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 wish you know you wish you as well as as well as they possibly can but again like when i look back to that time i don't think that the way that i got through it was really admirable in any sort of way you know what i mean Did
2: you ever go to therapy as a teenager in those years? No, I
0: went once when I was like 15 after my mom died, but I hated it. I don't think that you really get anything out of therapy unless you elect to go on your own accord. And uh, I did that obviously last year when I was 26. I think I talked about it on this podcast a little bit. Um, What I'm saying is, would you maybe advice or like give advice uh, well that that's maybe my point is if he, therapy he, if should he should only therapy? go to therapy if he thinks he could benefit from going to therapy her, therapy sucks if you don't want to be there you know like if mm-hmm. if cassidy who is the sister um and his her brother is dealing with this thing if cassie is the one that's like hey listen like i want you to go to therapy i think that you know you'll benefit from it and he doesn't want to go and he goes he's not going to get anything from it and i think do you think she should su- just suggest it mm-hmm. and then let him decide i also don't think that's the best idea either one of my biggest pet peeves is when uh you see someone like even it's someone on the bachelor or someone going through something and then you'll see like a complete stranger and obviously Cassidy's not a complete stranger it's her brother sister but like when people are like saying like oh go to therapy like seek out therapy i think you'd benefit from therapy it's like it's kind of a knock in a sense and Mm -hmm. i don't think that that's gonna really spark uh interest in that person going to therapy but coming from cassidy like I'm a little too stubborn. Like if someone were to come to me and were like, hey, I think you should go to therapy for this, whatever the reason is, I probably would be like, you don't know me any better than, you know,
2: so. True. I completely understand where you're coming from. I think it's more reflection on society that it's considered a knock if someone says, hey, I think therapy might be
0: healthy for you. I just think that it's not any, again, different situation because Cassidy and him are brother and sister, mm. but when people come and say, like, you should get therapy. They're, sure, they're, a stranger who,
4: yeah, yeah an yeah. idiot who says that. It also could be a little lazy. Like, it's not, they don't, they just like, uh, you need
6: therapy. Yeah, like, yeah. they
4: don't really know your situation
2: completely thoroughly and they're trying to be helpful, of course, but. That's why I think it's different for a sister to talk true. to her brother mm-hmm. about it. Like, I'm sure if one of your brothers talked to you and said, hey, I think, you know. Maybe I should do this. Maybe you should do this for just the trauma that we've yeah. been through. I think it's different than certainly someone on night two of The Bachelor coming up and saying, hey, you need therapy, bro. Yeah. Well, one
0: thing one thing I did when I was younger that I think that Cassie's brother could maybe benefit from is uh, I did it a few times. I didn't do it as often as looking back as I should have. But like, it's good. It's, it's okay to like sit there and just think about how sad you are. Like you can sit there and be upset about something and don't like try to escape that thought. Like at least like think about it, internalize it and process it and allow yourself to process it. If you're crying, like especially for the guy, you know, he's 20 years old at this point. It's like, it kind of sucks being a 20 year old guy that's going to be crying. Right. But if you're like maybe alone in your room or even if you're, you know, you seem to like step away from people and like take a second and just like internalize it, process it, allow yourself to feel that way. Because then later on, like you're gonna have a bunch of better time handling it. And don't be afraid to like, yes, distractions are okay too. I think like sports is a is a good distraction, especially when you're that age. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the route of both sports and partying. I would like I said, I would never suggest to to go out and get drunk to handle your with your depression. But um that's my main advice is like internalize it. And that's something that uh I did a few times when I was that age, but uh I wish I did more of because I think it's beneficial to like dwell on that stuff a little bit.
2: Yeah, the only reason I suggested maybe Cassidy Cassidy talking about therapy to her brother from an outsider listening that Dean obviously knows better than I, um, just because when you said you felt like you couldn't talk to your friends about it and then even suggesting to Cassidy's brother about like, get your friends, don't unload all your baggage. Mm -hmm. But do you think from your own personal experience being someone in this position that it would be healthier for you to unload your baggage to someone to get it off your chest.
0: I can only speak from my experience. Of course. And before it's, it's actually kind of embarrassing Mm -hmm. is because before I went on bachelorette and before my one-on-one with Rachel, when I like talked about my mom passing when I was 15 and obviously I have a, a bunch of other close friends that have died when I was a kid too. Like I never talked about it. So even like some of my closest friends didn't know that I didn't have a mom, you know, like that type of thing. And I think that's why I say don't unload all your baggage but you can still obviously like inform them of what's what you're going through. But what I did personally was I just kind of didn't tell anyone. No one knew about it. Uh, and it like kind of made for some awkward tension later on. But obviously like once I started opening up about it and sharing it more and more with the people that were closer to me, the better I felt about it, the better. I think the closer we were able to connect and like the, obviously we were all able to deal with it together. But personal experience, I didn't speak enough about it. And I think that um, obviously you can kind of gauge personally how much you should be sharing. But. Uh, you know, maybe start lightly and then like as you find people that you can like co- uh, confidently speak to and, and figure that out with like obviously uh, confide in them a little bit more. But it I don't is. know.
4: That's a that's a that's a heavy, uh, heavy it question. Well, I thought your advice about allowing yourself to feel it and experience the emotion. I think that's actually really good advice. And
0: what Dr. Ish said too. you know, as kids, as young boys growing up, like we're, we're taught to like
4: act tough and like push through. Yeah, I wanted to ask him what is the right advice well how do you handle that because when my daughters fall and skin their knee mm-hmm. I'm more of a you're fine get yeah. up everything's cool like don't worry it's okay, it's okay. we're I think the, my wife doesn't do that and so I think it makes me look like kind of a jerk yeah. when, when my wife's like oh you poor thing come here and I'm like you're fine get up mm-hmm. it makes me feel like a jerk but I feel like in the long run they'll be better off if they're able to shake off minor
2: things like that Yeah. Well, like I think Brooklyn that's, broke
4: her ankle I didn't tell her you're fine get up you know what I'm saying like right, if it was yeah.
2: just a skin knee you're fine I but, mean from an outsider that seems pretty okay <laughs> I think like so. it's not like a traumatic experience happened and you said you're fine don't talk about it you're right. fine I mean it was a scraped knee I'm yeah. sure like you said your daughter broke her ankle you're not that gonna, was a
4: totally different
0: situation yeah, I mean, you could situ- tell that was
4: a
2: different situation
4: when yeah. i
0: when i was in high school my girlfriend at the time she was a babysitter you know as most high school girls are and uh she was like a tomboy and she was like you know super i guess i don't really know how to put it but she when she would babysit uh the kid would like fall it's like a three or four year old kid i'm sure obviously your, your daughter's a little bit older than that but uh and every time that they would fall and hurt themselves she would like Instead of being like, get up, you're fine. Or like, oh, let's like brush off. She would like cheer them on and be like, that was so sick. Like that was the most awesome thing. ever. And then they would jump up and they'd be like, whoa, that was really cool. Even though like their <laughs> knee is bleeding, you know? Uh, yeah. So ever since I saw that, that's how I've always kind of decided I would raise my kids. is like, if they fall and hurt themselves, you just like cheer them on and be like, dude, that was epic.
8: Positive reinforcement with pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, maybe I like that. It. Could lead to I, like some that. Things, I mean,
0: but- they too, don't really know what they don't know any better. They just like yeah. they're they're reacting to how you react. So if you react like, oh, my God, are you OK? Then right. Like, oh, I'm going to cry right. because that's what they exa- think. That's, that's what I was, was going to
2: say. I've seen with friends like it all depends on the parent's reaction. Like if a kid falls down and if they're like, oh, my God, are you OK? And then the kid will start just seeing their reaction and start yes. crying yes. compared to when they say, OK, here we go. We're up. We're fine. And then they'll be fine walking. The ability again.
4: to shake it off, I think, is a very good skill to have in life, <laughs> right. Because you're going to shake a lot of stuff off. Well, and when you're that age, like nothing really, like you're you're a foot and a half tall. You're falling on the ground. Right, it's not right. Hurt you, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're not going that far. <laughs> right. Uh, I did want to talk about this. This was sent in by somebody named Marianne who uh, got dumped via text, which I think we're anti. Are we anti the text dump? Sure. I think we're past that. It's 2020. So I was going to read it to you because she wants to know why guys send stuff like this. She says, Hey, Marianne. <coughs> he says, Hey, Marianne. Hope you had a good weekend. Sorry I was so MIA. My work retreat was fun, but this bronchitis was kicking my butt. Anyway, I wanted to reach out to you because I think it's probably best for me that I take a step back and focus on things other than a relationship. Truth is, I'm a bit overwhelmed at the moment upon realizing my next free weekend is not until March 14th. Dang. Emoji with the sick face. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know how that fits.
4: No. But. Not sure how that happened. But with me being so busy, it does not seem fair to only be able to half-heartedly pursue a relationship with someone. I have thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you and think you are very attractive, smart, funny, and of extreme quality. <laughs> I just don't see myself being able to take the time to pursue you the way I want to or the way I think you deserve. I hope this makes sense. Would love to remain friends, and who knows what will happen in the future. Not sure if you think I owe, oh, in quotes, you an explanation, but I personally feel like we had enough of a connection and wanted to be forthright and clear with you so there was there was no gray area perhaps when it's warmer you can teach me tennis hope you enjoy slash enjoyed your
2: family time hmm he sucks I, what's the douche
4: level on this one it's pretty high it's I pretty think high. So. i
2: yeah. think so i think so i kind of want to just be a contrarian though and like we should fight over this so sure. I'll, I'll take let me say i'm an, i'm anti this guy so but likes for, the, for the sake of the, <laughs> the argument let's let's go okay uh let's find out how long have they been dating mm. that's uh, the biggest question mark because i'm actually not against a text message ending things if it was one or two judging, dates judging by Does, the,
0: the sheer length of this message i'm going to say it was a while it was more than one or two dates or maybe he was just trying to be overly no, thoughtful no this is at least a 10 date minimum length text at least. you
2: can't determine that i, just did I object your <laughs> Honor. forensic analysis
0: proves that they've been on at least 10 dates also, they're on emoji level, too. He can
2: send emojis in mm-hmm. text. That's mm-hmm. pretty, uh, you know, that's pretty. For talented. guys, that is a level to achieve. Sheesh. So I, I disagree. I feel like guys, Tori, can, do guys send emojis to you all the time that you don't really know?
5: Well, I think when you're sending a breakup text, you're like trying to make light of it. Oh. So I don't think you could really put that as a level of how he's long. Been de- it been Yeah. He's being like, oh, I'm so busy.
4: What about your football player? Does he send emojis? He definitely
2: does.
5: I think so. I send so many so I yes. black out all the others okay. yeah
4: I'm a big emoji supporter as well
5: yeah
0: I he, also think that uh, he is dating another woman and he oh. is trying to let her down uh, quote unquote gently here. where are
2: you getting this information from
0: Um, I just think that he was a little too overly complimentary you're so attractive funny smart and of extreme quality but Not, I just don't have
4: any time you know is that him keeping her on the bench a little bit like
0: po- probably the thing is this guy definitely has time like if he wants to like you know I agree with like if you want to have to Time for someone, you'll make time for them. But all this person is doing is like, look, he could be like, Look, I'm busy. I might not be able to see you very much, but I would still like to talk to you. That's like that's how you would maintain the relationship. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, Jake is dating another woman and he likes that prospect a little bit more. Maybe she's of a little bit more extreme quality <laughs> and he's doing her best to let Marianne down lightly here.
5: Wait, I don't think he sucks. Yeah.
0: You okay, know. good.
2: Because I'm trying. I'm like having
5: at difficulty all. defending
2: wow. this guy.
0: You yeah, go. Yeah, no,
5: I'll take it. Would you rather be ghosted or would you have a weird text that you're like, at least I know? Mm. It's like the guy like owned up. Okay, how low? Of is course, our- I'd like a phone call. Maybe, maybe not even a phone call. I think I would actually prefer a text. Just shoot me a text. Let me think about it or not respond, like the message, move on. But, like, you're not getting ghosted. And if you're on the phone, you'd have been like, oh, that's cool. No, yeah, totally fine. I get it. I get it. I'm busy, too. Tory, it's like, yes. He's you, giving you a text. It's a cop-out. Take it. When
0: the bar that you're comparing everything to is the one that's in the dirt, everything is obviously going to look a little bit better than right. that. But, everything's better than a ghost. No. But she's right. Ghosting is so common right now. He's literally yeah.
5: owning up. that He's like, I... I'm not here.
0: I understand that ghosting is common. That doesn't mean ghosting is an ghosting is the worst thing you could possibly do when you break up with someone, right? Just because this is one step up from that, it doesn't make it an okay thing to it's do. It's not
5: a one step up. He's clearly express Guys don't talk about their emotions and he's literally saying, "Hey, I'm really at capacity." But how
0: much of this is total BS? I think 95% of it's yes, it yes. But it's because
5: You're breaking up With someone You're well, not going to be like Hey you kind of sucked Sorry I'm out I think like you're going to be like Hey I'm actually so sorry Like I enjoyed her time I really did it Which it's all going to sound Like BS when you're in a breakup Because you're like Screw you You're breaking my heart But like he's He's literally expressing That like
2: I, 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 How many dates How many dates Do you get to the level Where a uh, breakup text Is ridiculous Like for example If he did go on 10 dates Do you think he should Have texted her Or called her Or saw her in person And broke up with her then or, like... There's no
5: right me. way to break up with someone. Can we just clear the air on that, oh, too? I think there is. Because well, if you're going to call, it's still awkward. You're not going to feel great. Like, you're always going to be able to critique somebody's breakup.
2: But if they're dating for three months, I think a text message is dumb.
5: I'm, I mean, I think you could maybe do a phone call, but I still would be like, okay... Bye. One of the reasons, still feel weird about it. And this it. guy
2: is very complimentary. He has said that she is extreme quality, of <laughs> extreme quality. It's written what like else does he say a LinkedIn here? LinkedIn Smart, it's,
8: funny, it's, attractive? It's written like a, we put 10,000 like, lame breakup texts into an AI yeah. and it wrote its own. <laughs> right. like, that's what it sounds like to <laughs> Well, me. that's exactly what I think, too. I think that
0: breakup texts are fine depending on the length of the relationship, right? But this guy, something about the length of the message really just irks me. Like, he was... He, he, he didn't want to he wanted to seem overly nice right and so that's why he was like overly descriptive out oh, here just kicked my leg sorry
2: he wrote oh <laughs> it the
0: bad luck yes line? it is it's oh okay. no he wrote so much and tried to like over like he almost like analyzed and over explained why he was
2: because he was just trying to
5: be nice you're breaking yeah. up with someone would rather one sentence no, no 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 I think I would rather honestly have the four paragraphs I'm like, course. at least you feel a little guilty and it's awkward and you put thought
0: into it yeah listen if, if they've been dating for long enough to where he feels like he needs to make Make her feel good about the breakup. He should have either called her or done it face to face. And the fact that he texted her proves that they've been dating longer than you think the, the long text message but he's too much of a coward to make that phone call and he's making up excuses oh I'm busy or, until March 14th oh but you're so beautiful and of extreme quality but I just don't think you're great for me right now or they went on if like one or two dates and then he that. went over no, I, the top for
2: a with nice Dean. long paragraph if breakup via text when he as could've as just ghosted her and then that would've and then everybody would've forgotten the situation if
0: she's as great as he's making he to be in this way. text he wouldn't be breaking up with her and he's making the decision for her he's saying I don't think that you would appreciate me because I'm not going to be free until March 14th, and because of that, I'm breaking up with you. That's not very cool. I get
5: that. I don't like. I wouldn't like that either. I'd be like, okay, well, don't throw that in. What
2: would you I rather have like though? That. Say that or him being fully honest and saying, "Well, full I honesty. Just, I, I don't think we're. I guess
5: we're right for each other. honesty, no. honesty full honesty can be scarring. That's what I mean.
0: You never go full honesty." I disagree. I think this guy sucks. Jake, you suck. Marianne, he doesn't suck.
2: you're better off without it. Oh, let's not say the name. No, what? it says names right there. I know. i Do you know how many
4: Marianne's are
5: in this world? Tori, and if
2: you got this text from
4: a guy, would mm-hmm. you respond to it? Would you say, Oh, yeah, I'm busy too? Thanks. Bye. I'd love to teach you tennis, or would you just do a tennis? <laughs> yeah, yeah I love it.
0: What like a tennis like lesson! That's that's the that's the cherry on top of the it. yes. Sunday. That's right a there. nice friendship right there.
5: <laughs> I think Some I'd be like. Lessons? I think I would just say, hey, you know, good luck with all your work aspirations, and just like make it back in his like. If he wants to make it so corporate, then just take it corporate back.
0: I would just like the message. I wouldn't even respond to it. Torem so sorry. I think it's such
5: a low and listen, blow. Marianne.
0: When you see Jake post with his new Instagram boo in three months, uh-huh. look back at this podcast episode and Dean. And Wait, Mark will sit here saying we told Wait, you. Wait, so. text
5: us if that happens. So you would
0: do. just do the thumbs up in the corner,
2: and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I like. Oh, that.
0: Yeah.
5: it's so dumb. I Tori, like
2: that. I think that is the perfect response.
5: It to this is nonsense. not. You're on his level. Tori, I'm so Bye. glad you're
2: here because I've had such a difficult time defending <laughs> this guy. He I honestly such don't a tool. think. No, he's
5: not. He's a tool. He said, not. Uh,
2: "Not sure if I quote." Oh you an explanation What a douchebag Listen I'm not who,
5: saying It was the perfect text But at least he He communicated to her That I have things going on And you don't line up with and it And who
2: says Of extreme quality Is this like King of Scotland over here I Let's think you're of extreme of quality <laughs> Listen at the end of the day And you'd make a good wife one day At the end of the
4: day It's an agree to disagree Some people are right Some, some people are wrong But the sad thing, side's thing right. that I think we can all agree on Is that the bar is so low For dudes nowadays That this actually clears it And that's sad. And totally. That's, that's, that's the point actually that I was really trying true. to get to earlier, too. Uh, what do you,
5: when Mark to says it, it makes so much sense.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's because of his purple shirt.
0: We would love to hear your opinions on this. Email us, I suck at iheartmedia.com. Do you think Jake did the right thing by texting Marianne this long breakup text? Or do you think it was a little shady? I personally no, think it was shady.
5: And also, would you prefer a text message? a phone call a ghost. a ghost like
0: okay obviously
5: nobody's gonna want to f- honestly we're in this place nobody would want to have you sit down and be like hey I'm gonna buy would you dinner would and you, break up with would you would you rather
0: have a turd in your sandwich expired bologna in your sandwich or a nice Italian sandwich from Subway <laughs> obviously I'll take the Italian time. if I have to I'll eat the, the expired bologna my point is I, just because me. it's the worst thing you lost me. <laughs> just because it's better than the worst thing doesn't make it a good thing that's yes. my point it's very understandable and very uh, yeah email I us at Dating at iheartmedia.com we would love to hear your take on this. Also, email us some of your weird breakup texts that you've received oh, as well. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah
4: we need
5: 10 more of these. Can we call
4: this episode Expired Baloney is Better Than a Turd? <laughs> <Yeah>.
8: <laughs> that'd be too many words. <laughs> okay, you're right. <laughs> a subway foot long is slightly better than Expired Baloney. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding we love you Subway
0: email us I isuckerdating at iheartmedia.com we would love to hear from you maybe some uh, advice that you heard from Dr. Ish that you're going to be willing to implement in your own relationship as well be sure to check him out on Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars premiering this week on WeTV um, and what else Jared that's it keep following us on instagram well maybe we'll get a couple more oh, yeah. hundred followers guys we're getting there we're getting there we're not getting there right congratulations now. to us <laughs> on growing that page so much anyways that'll do it for this week's episode of help i suck at dating be sure to tune in next week where maybe we will suck just a little bit less
4: follow help i suck at dating with dean Unglert on iheart radio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts it's time to celebrate black history
0: month
6: any disease.